I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Progressive Britain podcast. This is the podcast with the unpopular opinion that progressive centre-left politics still has a lot to offer the modern world. My name is Stephanie Lloyd. I'm the Deputy Director of Progress and I'm joined by my colleague Katie Curtis to reflect on the week. And what a week it's been, Katie. What a week. So obviously we had our podcast on Monday where we spoke about the split that we had within the Labour Party and the seven MPs that on Monday decided that Labour Party was no longer a place for them. We've obviously had Joan Ryan's resignation since then, and then three Tory MPs on Wednesday deciding that they were going to leave the Conservative Party and join the independent group. Obviously, we spoke quite a lot, quite a lot of length on that on Monday in terms of our reaction and reflection to that. But obviously, what what we've now seen more of is the kind of leadership of the Labour Party's response to those MPs and what's happened. What did you think of Jeremy's video? Firstly, I think it's a lack of leadership that we've seen from the Labour Party, which isn't the first time uh, in recent months, which is probably why we're having this conversation, correct? Yes, I saw Jeremy's video. I don't know what I was expecting from it. Luckily, probably I didn't have very high expectations because I didn't come away feeling that anything has changed. Actually, to use a phrase, nothing has changed in my view after listening to that, which is um, frustrating um, because if nothing else, I would have hoped that what's happened this week would have been the start of the party to take on some deep reflection of what's going on, uh, especially the leadership, start listening. Well, that's it. So we had John McDonnell come out and say, we need to do a big listening exercise. It's like, well, people have actually been talking to you about what this is for the last couple of years. This isn't this isn't new. People have literally spent years saying, you are making this impossible for me to stay. Why are you doing this? But I thought his I thought his reaction was utterly lacklustre, quite bitter by the looks of it. I mean, and also just quite resentful and quite angry. I mean, how is that meant to bring anybody who is unsure of their future in this party and where it is? How is that meant to keep people in it? But I suppose, you know, the question is, do they want to? I mean, you have to believe someone when you hear a video like that. And it was just so dispassionate. Like, this is a man that we're told that's great at bringing along the troops and he's very good at as an orator. But no, that was that was just a video of by the numbers. And I think that was, uh, that was deeply frustrating. But like, 
you can have a listening exercise on some of this stuff that's happened because I think it is the time for that more structural stuff. But in terms of anti-Semitism, the time for listening has gone. That horse has bolted. Like you say, it's been months and months and even years for some people to say that this is a problem within our own ranks. What are we going to do about it? If you've not taken that on board up till now, I don't know what's going to change to make you change your mind on that. We do have a problem in this in this party. Well, this was the and first of all, they've got to acknowledge that. Well, this was it. And, you know, they say that they acknowledge it, but again, do absolutely no action whatsoever to change it. So I was sat there uh, on Wednesday watching the debate on anti-Semitism that happened in the House of Commons. And I just, at one point, at one point, genuinely, I was in tears because listening to Luciana speak about why she could no longer be a member of the party, listening to Ruth Smead was the what I mean, that broke my heart as she was literally battling back the tears to say, you have fundamentally let us down, like beyond, absolutely beyond the pale in terms of what's been done to the Jewish community within our party. And we saw resignations from amazing activists like Adam Langleburn this week, former councillor for the Labour Party, literally got... Barnet Council within an inch of coming back to the Labour Party and it was only the anti-Semitism crisis that stops that from happening and he now feels that he doesn't have a home and, and this is the thing where we also saw on the day that within which you know we saw on the day that they announced that that you know people like Luciana were having to leave that Derek Hatton was left back in now I'm sure we'll go on to a little minute about kind of Derek Hatton but if we have to if we must but I do think you know there are some very clear things in terms of what they need to do now that stop having, you know, that stop this from just being a listening exercise, as we said, and, and having a level of action that goes with that. First and foremost, they need to stop the threat of deselections. And we saw a really interesting article in BuzzFeed this week that I think was utterly unsurprising to most people who read it. And if you've not read it, we'll put it in the, the kind of show notes for this part because there was a lot of news this week. So it's pretty fair that some of these things would have gone slightly under the radar for people. But we saw of the people that we think are most likely, you know, the analysis that they've done of the people that look the most likely to face deselections, the majority of them are women, by far disproportionately in terms of PLP in its entirety. Lots of those are BAME. And like, you know, you're seeing kind of high profile LGBT people targeted for these things. Like we know that to protect the diversity of the PLP, which needs to be better in and of itself, Currently, there's not a single provision to be able to do that within the Labour Party and try and make that happen. And I don't think it is a coincidence that the people most likely to be up for deselection are the people that dare to have an opinion, but just so happen to be women or people of colour um, or from kind of more diverse backgrounds, LGBT and everything else. So I don't think that's a coincidence in and of itself. We see that those are always the people more likely to face abuse just for having the opinions of which they do. So I think the and Labour Party needs to say no to that in and of itself. It and those, has to stop pe- this. those people have got to become MPs at a greater cost than others anyway, because yep. just to get selected is far more difficult for those people. Mm. And we need to say that, look, we're always saying we're the party of equality. We're the ones that can prove from what our parliamentary party looks like that we are trying to represent the country that uh, we want to govern mm. for. But the problem is that this would take us backwards. This deselection of these people from, like you say, women or from other uh, from other groups, um, 
it, it's just it would be taking us backwards when actually this is the time when we should be we should be doing better and going forward, especially on BAME uh, representation uh, and certainly those from disabled backgrounds. This is it. And also when you look at the list of, there's been over 101, I believe it is now, prospective parliamentary candidates, what people call PPCs, because we love an acronym, elected, selected already to fight the most marginal seats and whenever the next election comes. There are lots of women in that list, which is very, very good, but they are... There are so few people of colour in that list and people from, you know, BAME backgrounds. There are so few LGBT people that define that are in that list. Like we are not having a diverse range of candidates that are being selected going forward. So it does give great hope. But as I say, other than the kind of deselections, there's kind of four things I think they need to be doing. The first is deselections. The second is conference policy on Brexit and following it. I mean, they are just utterly disregarding currently the leadership, what it is that Labour Party members democratically, overwhelmingly voted for at conference and the steer of which they want, you know, the Labour Party to go in in terms of those. They need to actually tackle anti-Semitism, as we've spoken about. No more words, no more kind, you know, videos that come out. Actual action that needs to be taken in order to do it. And they need, they cannot let George Galloway join this party again. So for those of you that missed it, uh, when was it? It was, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday that uh, George Galloway went on Sky News and in a series of truly remarkable things that that man said, which also included referring to Sky News and the Times as Goebbels, he also proclaimed that he has written to Jenny Formby, the General Secretary of the Labour Party, to ask to become a member of the Labour Party again. Now, we launched a campaign within literally hours of seeing him do that. And you, you in fact, came up with the with the title for that one, Katie, didn't you? What is it? I've got to earn my money somehow. Uh, so, yeah, so we're doing a No Way Galloway campaign. Uh, we're calling on people to uh, do what George Galloway did and write to Jenny Formby and tell her that there is no way that George Galloway should be allowed back into the Labour Party. And so we've had some really good response to that. We have. Um, we've had from hundreds... Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of people within hours had written to Jenny to say absolutely not because George Galloway is not a man that deserves to be in the Labour Party. Absolutely not. So it's not good enough that the Labour Party just don't say anything and hope it goes away because they've already decided he's not allowed to come back in. They need to make a statement. They mm. need to be very clear who and who isn't allowed to be a member of our party. So they need to come out, Jenny or even Jeremy Corbyn to say the likes of George Galloway are never going to be allowed to be members of our party. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this is not a man who, and let's be really clear about this, right? This is not a man who we just politically disagree with. I mean, there is that, but there is so much more. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, you know, you think of the things that this man has previously done. One for the fact his previous expulsion says it all, but he's what? He's run against the Labour Party seven times now since his expulsion. He has described uh, years. It was years ago because it was in a previous world. In a kind of when I used to be an officer in NUS, there was. It was uh, during the time of Julian Assange and WikiLeaks and the scandal that came kind of came around that. And it was when Julian Assange was being accused of uh, rape and serious sexual assault against a number of women. And it was when he started hiding out in the Ecuadorian embassy, which I believe he's still there. Still there. And George Galloway took to the airwaves in a way that he does to proclaim that the it was just bad sexual etiquette. I mean, and you couldn't be raped if you were asleep. Yeah. 
Like these were the actual things that the man said on videos, on the kind of propaganda that he was pumping out in terms of this. He appears consistently on Russia Today. He's got his own program on that. This is state-sponsored homophobic channel. Like how this man even has, I mean, I understand how he thinks he has the ability to come back into the Labour Party. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a level of delusion that I don't even know I is I mean, have the confidence possible. of a white man in politics, especially the George Galloways of this I world. mean, that is, he is a next level of those ones, to be fair, though. And, you know, not only when he was doing that yesterday did he proclaim he wanted to come back into the Labour Party, he also utterly dismissed any form of anti-Semitism in the Labour Party at all, totally diminished what it's doing. But we've just had total silence on this issue from the party as a whole. And this is the problem where it does feel at times like the Labour Party is hanging by a thread in terms of holding itself together. And this week was kind of even more so got to that kind of threadbare of how it works. And the only way we will survive is if we remain a broad church. Caveat, however, even churches have walls. Galloway is not in there but they just refuse to show any leadership on any of these things. It is totally within their gift to keep this party together and they just will not do it. And the fact they've still, I mean, how many hours have gone? Over 24 hours now since he said that publicly all over the air. It was all over social media yesterday in the news and still not a word, not a peep in terms of what they what they want to do in their response in that. I mean, since 2015, I've had people say to me, oh, this'll be, this'll be it, George Galloway will be back in the Labour Party. And I would say, no, that's nonsense. Don't be so silly. Like, that's my red line. And I know it's a lot of women's red line in the Labour Party that that's, that would be the point where they they would have to leave. And But sort of nearly four years on, I'm getting to a point now where I'm, well, maybe it is likely. Mm. And that's a really worrying place to be. Mm. It's a really, really worrying place to be that I do not trust the Labour leadership not to allow somebody like George Galloway to come back into the party. Well, it's difficult, right? It's difficult when people like Derek Hatton have been readmitted this way. I mean, readmitted, suspended. Did they deliver it to him in a taxi? That's, well, the, that's so. the real question. Scuttling around. But I mean, to be fair, Derek Hatton's kind of readmittance to the Labour Party has led to you playing Neil Kinnock's speech over and again, over and over and over and again a, in the office. Um, but I mean, again, let's not remember. Let's. What we cannot do is downplay the significance of that man being allowed back into the Labour Party in terms of how it works. And I know he's now technically been suspended again. But again, it just shows how utterly absurd the rules for the Labour Party are at the moment in terms of the level of political leadership that's actually going on on a day-to-day level. It felt, it felt. I mean, Jackie Smith gave, I think, probably the best response. But she just around and said, I feel like I'm literally being trolled by my own party today. I think it just shows what little regard that people at the top of the party have for for views from mm. people not from their own side or even within their own side to say that this isn't the right thing to be doing and why like why do, I think the trolling element of it where I think Jackie was right was to do it on that day mm. do you know do it on that day when we're having a conversation whereby a MP from Liverpool mm. who is a Jewish woman who has stood up and said this party is so anti-Semitic, I can't be here anymore. Mm. On that day that we've now come out and said the most divisive figure in Liverpool politics in the last, gen- for this generation, mm. is now allowed back in the Labour Party. And I think there's no coincidence there. And that's what I think is the, what feels like trolling. It is. And I think the thing that kind of, 
almost beggars belief in some ways is the amount of people that I've seen tweeting that absurd line that people say, which is it's better to break the law than break the poor. Now I had some, you know, some fun with Matt's up cousin who used to be the leadership, you know, spokesperson for Jeremy Corbyn at Labour Party conference this year when I was asked on Sky whether I thought that that was accepted. And he just trumped out this line about how good militant was and, and literally just used those exact words. And I've seen activists from from the Labour, in the Labour Party using those words this week about Derek Hatton being admitted. And it's it's just the idea that people think, you know, there is nothing noble about people not having public services and running a council so far into the ground that people don't have the basic provisions that the Labour Party claims it is there in existence for out of your twisted ideology and it is that idea that there is you know because because he feels like he can be the big man and stand on a stage and say these things that makes it okay that someone doesn't have a public service that they vitally need in order to be able to live their lives and this is the point isn't it this is the idea that you know they proclaim he's been banned again should never have been let in in the first place i mean the problem is, if you asked any worker from yeah. the council in those days, any teacher, any librarian, any care worker, any cleaner, mm. actually, they didn't only break the law, they also broke the poor. Mm-hmm. And so there are there were hundreds of people that lives were impacted at the thought of them losing their jobs. Trade unionists were bullied. It, like, it, these are not good people. They try to do both they tried to break the law and they tried to break the poor and they certainly weren't labor values that they were using to do them absolutely not so i mean as i say we have seen him be suspended again but now it but has suspended to go through again only because again not because of the party was being proactive no. but because and credit where credit's due when barry gardner stood up in parliament yesterday to talk about sort of some of the tweets that uh, had been uncovered uh, from Derek Hatton um, from other times that he'd complained about. That that was another the, again, man that's not a fan of women or Jewish people. But the, it was again, it took somebody like Barry Gardner mm-hmm. to do that. So it's great to see a shadow cabinet member don't I, I, like give me give him credit for doing that. But actually, why is the party again, like we discussed on Monday, not being proactive about this? Why are they waiting for it to be headline news before they actually make take any action? Well, this is it. And I think, you know, for me, the thing that broke my heart this week, and there were multiple times throughout it in terms of how that happened, but was also not just the leadership's response to what happened on Monday and the kind of group of MPs going away, but also the response from certain people in the membership. And, you know, we saw obviously the controversy around Young Labour's Twitter where they were literally goading their Jewish chair into trying to quit by retweeting people who were anti-Semitic and have previously been anti-Semitic towards their own chair and I think this is the bit where people have, there has to be a point of reflection from the leadership and those that proclaim so passionately to support it and be totally loyal to it, which is if you want to see a Labour government that can genuinely transform society in the way that we saw it do from 97 to 2010, you have to be a broad church. You have to have MPs in that broad church that have the ability to vote against their leadership say hundreds of times throughout their time in parliament. I don't know anybody who would have done that. Who would know? But there has to be that ability. There has to be the ability to be able to call out appalling behaviour on your own side 
to be able to keep this party together. And because the thing is, it doesn't just deserve to exist. You know, we believe and we spoke about on Monday how how precious an institution the Labour Party has been and how it's just, you know, it's a part of so many of our identities in that sense of, of how that works and the things it has done to change it. But it has no divine right to continue to do that. And it is up to the people at all levels of the party within leadership positions to take a stand against what is happening in this party and the ability for people to be able to just say, one, I simply disagree, but to do it without being utterly disagreeable, without being bullies, without being anti-Semitic and without doing it in a way that drives out any level of opposition. Because if you just want to be a hard-lined group of activists, those aren't the, the, you know, that is not going to change the country and it's not going to change, take the country with you and allow people to be able to do that. And it is just, no matter what party you're in, that behaviour is unacceptable. And I think, you know, there needs to be a line kind of drawn under that. But, you know, it has been a sad week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I was just going to say, I think the thing that worries me most this week is the language that's been used. So we've seen from all sides of the party, people use terms like scab, scum traitor traitor and the traitor word is the one that really gets to me Mm. as labor party members it's the one that should worry us most not very long ago one of our own was murdered by someone who shouted such a word Mm. so i just think when we are thinking about how we go forward with this we need to look a, a little bit closer about the language and the words that we use about other people i couldn't agree with you more katie so that's that's it for this week It's been a sombre week. It's been a very strange week. It's been a very sad week. It's certainly been an eventful week. So join us on Tuesday. We've got a huge week on Brexit next week in the House of Commons. Um, So we'll be getting some kind of up-to-date analysis from our wonderful chair, Alison McGovern. um, And it will be kind of all things Brexit next week. But hope you have a a good weekend and uh, we'll see you all soon.
You've been listening to the Progressive Britain podcast. The music was When in the West by Blue Dot Sessions, licensed under Creative Commons. And many thanks to the brilliant Caroline Crampton, who produced this podcast. <laughs>